Introducing Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church, Lagos, Nigeria. Pastor Taiwo Udukoya is an expert on leadership and relationship issues and a firm believer in the potential of his country. That is why he has established and actively invested in various initiatives with a view to enhancing the nation morally, educationally, economically, and politically. With a degree in petroleum engineering, he worked for 12 years with the Nigerian National Petroleum Corporation, NNPC, until his voluntary retirement in 1994 to concentrate on the ministry God has committed to him. From its humble beginning in 1992, the church he founded and presides over has become a network of ministries within Nigeria and abroad. He's an accomplished author, a mentor, an encourager, and a pastor of pastors. Please welcome Pastor Taiwo Udukoya. We give him praise. We give him honor. We worship him. Thank you very much. You may be seated. In the book of John, in chapter 20, I was looking at the first day, the resurrection morning, what happened. And um, I'll read three scriptures and I will just take it from there. First is John chapter 20. I'll read from verse first 20. Verse 1 says, Now on the first day of the week, it's amazing that Jesus chose to resurrect on the first day of the week. And I discovered that when it comes to deliverance, he makes it a new beginning all the time. When he would deliver them from Israel, he said, please tell the children of Israel that this will be the beginning of the year for you. Never mattered how far gone that calendar, that year calendar was. He said, this will be your number one. Because you are going to start afresh. Resurrection is new beginning for humanity. God created the heavens and the earth. Come on, the Genesis account is clear. The resurrection brought man to a new beginning, a fresh start in the very way and manner that God ordained from the beginning. For I mean, resurrection put man in that place where you can now walk with the dominion for which man was created. Before resurrection, nobody could. Except Jesus himself that him as a man and what face of the earth. But after resurrection, anyone will believe. So the first day of the week, I am confident that in all your lives, including those on the internet, in all your lives, a new beginning is starting. In the name of Jesus. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon, Peter, and to the other disciples, whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where. Then Peter and therefore all of them ran there, and he stooping. Then Simon Peter came, okay, okay. And the rest of the story, yes. Um, but Mary stood outside by the tomb, weeping as the Lord, verse 11. And as she wept, and stooped down and looked into the tomb, she saw two angels. In white sitting at the head of, at, at the head and one of the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain, and they said to her, Woman, 
Why are you weeping? She said to them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now, when she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. Glory be to God in the highest. The rest of the story you know. I'm jumping to 19. Then the same day at, at, I mean, at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be still, or that peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his eye. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And so Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. Again, <laughs> as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, uh-huh, they are forgiven them. And if you return the sins of any, they are, rest- I mean, they are retained. Now, Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see his hands and the printing of nails and put my finger onto the print of the nails and put my hands on his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside inside thomas with them jesus came the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said peace to you somebody is living here with an unusual peace resurrection peace the peace of god that passes human understanding in the name of jesus then said to Thomas in 27, uh, reach your finger here and look at my hand and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. And so of all disciples, he was the first to say, call Jesus my Lord. Apart from Mary Magdalene, I was asking the question. Jesus said to him in 29, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet believed. Now, turn with me quickly to it. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. And, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, this thing says he who is holy, who is true, he who has the key of David. He who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have said before you an open door and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength and have kept my word and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet. Hallelujah. And to know that I have loved you. Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1, verse um, from 17. And when I saw him, John was speaking. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first. I am the last. Uh-huh. So outside me, nothing. Jesus was speaking. Um, 18. I am he who lives. So he, he lives. Was dead. And behold, come and help me, somebody. I am alive. How? Forevermore. Come on. Everybody shout. Hey. Oh, I like this speech. Amen. And he continued. And I have the keys of Hades and death. <laughs> 
Glory be to God in the highest. Let me just quickly say this to us. By the grace of God, I have the keys of Hades and death that you just read there. Um, some version of the Bible says the key that Hades is hell. Yes, I remember when I was at school, we had a lot of argument about it. We were looking here and there, explaining what it is. Jehovah's Witnesses people have some other things about it. And then some other translations of the Bible have some other stuff about it. Hades and uh, hell. I mean, death and Hades. Uh, or Hades and death. Uh, but Hades, sincerely speaking, it's not hell. Hades. <laughs> Some say it is the regions of the dam. Okay. Some say it's the place of the dead. Ah. Some say it's grave. All your Bibles, you have all these minutes. Check it. Some write grave there. Some say hell. Some say regions of the dam. Some say, but the truth is, I found it here in the book, I mean, the explanation of John, I mean, Jack Efford. I believe strongly that among all living today is one of the very few that I'll call greatest amongst Bible scholars. The guy is incredible and he's very humble about it. Hear what he said about that place. He said, that place they call Hades. He says, simply put, literally, it means unseen, the unseen realm. So what Jesus was saying is that I am he who lives. I'm living. I was dead. But I'm alive now. And it is forever. And by virtue of my death and resurrection, I have the keys. The keys of the unseen realm the key of the spiritual realm the key of death why was limited to death and the unseen realm because death is the mystery that baffled every human being that baffles everybody at that point I was saying it doesn't baffle me anymore. I, 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 I shut it and open it I shut death and I open it I control the unseen realm what is mystery to the natural I hold the keys Kenneth West simply put it. He said, I have the keys of the unseen and of death. And I said to you, really, ask Bible scholars, those who really are studying to DSC in theology, and uh, you know, they will tell you that we have the complete set of Kenneth West. The day I sent somebody to buy them for me many years ago, he said, uh, are you getting a degree? I said, yes, God is, God is giving me a certificate for them. I have all the set. I study them when I'm able to. So what are we saying? Open doors. Amen. How did it come about? Resurrection. Amen. Death and resurrection. He grabbed the key. Colossians. He went to the regions of the down and destroyed the powers of the devil. He, oh, I feel the fire flowing. He rendered captivity. What held people in bondage? He embondaged it. Took the key and locked him back there. And he ascended and he came out. He said, I can open that place when I want. I can lock it when I want. The things that your mind can never fathom, I control. Resurrection is the only breakthrough for us. You see, what about the cross? It's vital. 
But the Bible says that his death was for our offenses. His resurrection is our justification. And that's what people don't know. And that's why you hear things like 1 Corinthians 15. Maybe I should open it quickly. 1 Corinthians 15. Oof. Praise the Lord. I want you to see something quickly so that your emphasis can change. A little knowledge can change everything in your life. I don't know too much, but the little God has revealed to me, no devil can take it. And that explained by the grace of God, where by his grace I am today. I'm not one to be thrown around by doctrines easily. No way. I want to see it by the grace of God. Look at chapter 15. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. First Corinthians 15, where are you now? Moreover, brethren, verse 1, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you. The gospel, the gospel which I preached to you. Which I, I mean, which also you received and in which you stand. This is the gospel. By which also you are saved if you hold fast the word which I preached to you unless you believed in vain. Can you see the audacity and the confidence? Say, except you believe in vain. If you believe it, something must happen. You don't force issues. If you believe it, something will happen. Okay. Yeah. For I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose. Huh. Again, the third day, according to scriptures, thereafter, he's not talking about the death anymore. It's about resurrection. Glory be to God in the highest. So let me jump. Ah, makes me feel like I... He now began to give us a catalog of all those who have seen him since he resurrected. That's the issue. is the resurrection. Um, it says, Now, for I am the least of all the prophets, I'm the apostles, whom I'm not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. So all this time that he died resurrected, mm, Say, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain, but I labor more abundantly than they all, yet not I by the grace of God, which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I, no, 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 that's right way. Now, if, I, if Christ is preached that he has been raised, look at verse 8, then last of all, he was seen by me. That's where I'm going. I too saw him. I saw the resurrected Lord. I didn't see him in the flesh, but I saw him. Come on, Paul. When did you see him? I saw him on the way to Damascus. I didn't see him before I went to the cross, but I saw him after the cross. And all the people he was mentioning here, they all saw him after he resurrected. And that was what changed their lives and empowered them for their destiny. And I thought I was doing well, academically, politically, I was doing well until I saw him. I saw him myself. And that was the change. Every born again Christian saw him somehow. If we didn't see him, there would be no conviction. <laughs> Twelve. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. 
And if Christ is already in there, now preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes. And we found false witnesses of God. And we have found false witnesses of God. Because we have testified of God that he raised from Christ when we did not raise. If, in fact, he did not rise from the dead. But he did. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. And you are still in your sins. Then also those who are falling asleep in Christ have perished. Which is not true. And make, maybe I should make a statement here quickly. Do you know that, there's no, that the soul of man is indestructible? Believe me, it's indestructible. When the, when the Bible says, do not be afraid of them that can kill the body and after that, nothing. Be afraid of the person that can kill the body and then kill the what? This, the soul. You know what that means? Death is separation. Death is separation. The person does not go into oblivion. He separates from the physical body, from the tent that we recognize here. He continues to exist. It's either he continues to exist with the Lord or he heads elsewhere. Uh-huh. The place of torture. But to think that if once I die is the end, death is never the end. Lie, lie. The Bible is clear. Jesus says that when the Lazarus and the rich man died, <laughs> angels carried Lazarus, the rich man. Huh? He said, Please, can, I, can you ask Lazarus to deport her? That was after they are gone. When you are there, I don't see anymore. But Jesus hold the key, he could still see them. And he can still see them. You know why? He died, he resurrected. You know what he told them, Mary and Meta? He said, Those who believe in me, if they die, they will what? No, he puts it in a certain way. They will live. Yeah, they will live again. So it means that they don't, they don't die like you see death. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, in heaven I will recognize you. I'm not joking. You will recognize. You say, I see this one in my church. I'm not joking. He so even say that, look, he's coming back again, and when he comes, those who are alive will not stop those who are gone. They'll be as alive as you, even more alive. Because by the time Jesus appears, boom! You will see them with him before you can jump up. Reality. Follow me. That's extra. Acts chapter 4, look at, turn, quickly let me turn to Acts chapter 4, verse 1. Thank you. Now, as they spoke to the people, Peter and John, after the miracle of the, at the beautiful gate, thank you. As they spoke to the people, the captain of the temple and Sadducees came upon them. Go ahead. Being greatly what? Help me, church. Help me, church. Why were they disturbed? What were they teaching the people? They are preaching what? What about Jesus? Were they preaching? That was the disturbance. So if you grab this day by resurrection, believe me, when you are living here today, something has changed. Oh, I feel the fire. <laughs> Look at verse 33 of chapter 4. And with great, 
See now, they tortured them, they locked them in prison, they flogged them, and they threatened them never to preach again. They went to their company, and then they prayed. Remember, they prayed, uh, why do the hidden rage and people run your vain thing? You remember all those? And by the time, now their petition was like, grant unto us what? Come on, come on, come on, come on, grant unto us what? Come on, if you're a fountainer, you should know this. Grant unto us what? Boldness. Boldness to do what? To preach. And that you will what? Stretch out your hand what? to heal the sick. And that signs and wonders will be done in the name of your only son, Jesus Christ. So what does it say? Give us boldness to preach the word. Again, give us boldness to do what? Preach the word. Help me. Give us boldness to do what? Preach the word. Now see the answer. 33. And with great power, the apostles gave what? I can't hear you. To what? So if I'm preaching the word and I'm not talking resurrection, what am I preaching? If I'm preaching the word and I'm not talking that he resurrected, and because he's alive, he can touch your body, he can save your soul, he can heal your body, he can change your situation, he can bring, he's alive! If that is not, if I'm not preaching that, I'm not preaching anything better than the Buddhists or the Akanka or the Muslims. I'm just playing religion. The difference is that he is alive. He lives. He was dead. He's alive. Remember, he holds the key to every human being. Can you see the emphasis of the early church? Can you see the things that we are yet to get properly? See, see, see the struggle. It's about witnessing what resurrection when he said okay give us boldness he gave them boldness how did they do it great grace great power how witness to the resurrection no wonder the dead rose look at chapter 17 acts verse 18 this was paul there's certain epicurean and stoic philosophers a lot of the things that we do in church sometimes i'm not talking about fountain i mean generally is philosophy and psychology the psychology of how you can do it and how you can do it, we forget that there's still the power of God. And of course, that's what everybody wants to hear. Certain Epicurean and Stoic philosophers encountered him, and some said, What does this babbler want to say? Others said, He seemed to be a proclaimer of foreign gods. Because what? Help me. He preached to them what? And resurrection. <laughs> Hear what this man said. Uh, he said, resurrection is at the very core of our belief as Christians. Without it, our faith is meaningless. What they fought and fought is, don't tell us it's alive. And every time the angel listens, say, go and tell them all the, all the words of this life. What was this life? He was dead. He's alive forevermore. He's alive. It is in his name that you see this miracle standing. They hated it. Having said that, let me conclude with the John chapter 10 or chapter 20 that I told us to start with. Yes, verse 19. The first day, see the first way it happened. We've seen Mary Magdalene gone there. You find it, same thing in Luke 24. Mary Magdalene had gone and had come back. In fact, Luke 24, they said to her, why are you looking for the living among the dead? 
He's alive. He's no more here. I, I feel good. I feel good this morning. Miracles are easier than we thought. In the name of Jesus. So that same day, that same day, in the book of Luke, two of them were going to Emmaus. Then he appeared and joined them. They didn't know him. They were talking. When they got to the home, to their house, they said, it's late. Stay with us. Stay with us. He stayed with them. And as they sat at the table, and he took the bread himself, he broke it, and they blessed it. As he gave them, their eyes opened. And they disappeared. Wow. This resurrection God, Lord, he can walk through the air. He can walk on water. He has no restriction. He can walk through anything matter. He is so much, he's not two or three dimensional, he's multi-dimensional. He can enter anywhere. Then they said, why did he speak with us? Wasn't our heart burning within us? How come we didn't know? Then they quickly returned the same day. That's Luke account. But let's come back to this John account. And when they went back, they began to talk to them. And while they were talking, he appeared in their midst. But this was how he appeared. John said, well, that same day, how did he appear? They shut the doors. The doors were shut where disciples were assembled. Why? For fear of what? The Jews. Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be still. The first mark of the resurrection resurrected Lord is this. When you become conscious of him, peace. And I've come here to tell someone, if you've not received a gift for Easter, I came with one. I say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the resurrected Lord, Oh yeah. Peace. Peace be to you. Peace be to you. The first thing they gave them, wow, I feel it all over my hand. Ooh. Peace. Ooh. Peace. 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 The first thing so if I don't understand anything, too much trouble on earth. But in Christ Jesus, peace. But he said it before. He said, look, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. World's, world's peace is no peace. As a matter of fact, we are meant to see, say, when they gather and say, peace, 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 certain destruction. UNO has been trying to foster peace since 1940. When was the end of the war? 1945. Since, but there will be more wars than there. But when God gives you peace, and I send somebody here, your generations have not known peace from you. Going forward, peace. I say in the name of Jesus, peace. Mm, I heard in Yoruba, family in Peace in the name of Jesus. Be seated. So the first thing he said was peace. But remember, the doors were shut. 
I looked at the Bible. I thought over my life and over the many counseling sessions I've had with people. When it is barricaded or barricading is the devil, mostly. When it is when it is denying is the devil. When it is depriving is the devil. I'm not saying that there are no times that God will not shut some doors. When he shuts the door, he shuts against the devil. That means that God, as far as you are concerned, is opening. But the devil is always coming to block, to deprive, to deny, to barricade, to prevent. That's the devil. They were there and the door was shut. And in that condition, he came. He didn't need permission. He's the resurrected Lord with the stones that took many soldiers to roll there was flung that the soldiers ran for their lives. No force on earth can stop the resurrection power from penetrating whatever situation in your life. Where man, that's why I said, I hold the keys to death and the unseen, where man's hand cannot touch, where man's intellect cannot advise you, where no psychology can reach, where no, help me, he will penetrate it without asking for excuse from anybody. The only reason is because the child of his love is involved. The Bible says when he wants to rescue, he will unearth the root of the seas and the, he will bring out the roots of the mountains. He will, nothing stops him. He came in. The doors couldn't stop him. Open doors. Why the peace? Enmity between man and God removed. Enmity between man and man removed. When the ways of a man are pleasing to God, even his enemies, I say peace. Resurrection, Lord. Resurrection power. The Bible said the reason was that they were afraid. Fear. Ladies and gentlemen, Fear shuts doors. Even if it's being given to you on a platter of gold, if you are afraid, then they see that you are going to blow it. Fear. Fear makes you a shadow of who you are. When you see fear in children, it's very bad. When you see it in, in adult, it is disastrous because it can lead to death. They were fearful. First day, resurrection morning, he didn't wait for them to overcome their fears. He didn't wait for them to have enough faith to overcome the fear. He walked into their fear and he wasn't fearful. When he entered their fear, fled. 
And the Lord just reminded me, he said, but he demonstrated it when he was alive, or rather when he was in the flesh, before he went to the cross. He was right on the mountain, he was praying, and he told them to cross over to the other side. And in the mystery, in the night, there was a, there was a storm, and they struggled, and he saw them struggling, and they began to despair, and they thought they would die. Guess what? He walked through the storm to go meet them. He walked through, this time around, he walked through the storm and their perplexity, their fears, to go meet them. When he got there, he stood in their midst. Do you know that is the heritage of the righteous? That's the open door that is permanent and that is forever for you. He will always access you. And he will always give you access to himself. The Bible says the partitioning wall between God and man has been removed. Between man and man has been torn down. We have access. Somebody said he wasn't waiting for them to have faith. He went there to build their faith. But see how he started? He came through anything to reach them. Peace. Can you see the confidence of a child of God? Then the Bible says, he stood in their midst. Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the earth. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I won't leave you as an orphan. I will come to you. He's a man of his word. But we struggle, don't we? Come on. Is somebody hearing me? But the thing is, the teaching of the word of faith is such that you can begin to live like he wants you to. He knows that majority of the world don't believe. And even those who are Christians are having a struggle to believe. Because how can this be? You have to ask the question. But when you stay in the word, faith comes only by hearing. But don't you ever assume that it can never happen. That irritates God. Can I say it again? If he says by his stripes you are healed, if you have never experienced it, please don't assume it can never happen. The Bible says, they that come to him must believe that he is. And he said, what of them that gently seek him? He didn't stop there. He lived verse 11, 6. He said, without faith, it is impossible to please this God that loves you with everlasting love that has given you everything because your friend's marriage failed and he's a Christian and a deaconess and so your husband is behaving, behaving so you are saying I don't see how it can happen after all Christians too, after all people suffered I mean the people tell us it's happening, it's happening. I come, hey you believe for yourself leave him leave her I believe in miracles I am a miracle if you don't believe, my wife will tell you that he's a human being. This man I'm talking to, he's a human being. She will tell you. I'm a human being. 
I see things that scare me. But I tell you one secret, and she will testify. Ask my brothers and sisters, what scares you scares me. But guess what? Before he drags, God shuts my heart. Believe you me, he do. I don't know how he does it. I'll just find me getting busy with somewhere. What about that? Thing? I say, ah, oh, yes. What am I? Looking back, it will not be as desperate as it used to be anymore. Because something else is taking place. The next thing from nowhere, the solution. Why won't I trust this God? Can I be frank with you? You think what you see about me is the dream of a man? Ah, I'll be the most miserable and the greatest liar of all time. I respect great men of God, but they don't give me their own anointing. They don't give me their own wealth. They don't give me their own well-being. They love me, they pray for me, they appreciate me. But you two go and get from the same source where everybody is getting. He doesn't deny any person. He doesn't love them better than you. Do you know that God doesn't have grandsons? Whether you are a man or a woman, you are a son. Whether you are two years old, as long as you can understand, or you are 99 years old, you are a son. The privileges of sons are all the privileges are yours. The duty of us pastors is to keep on showing you how you can become exactly what he says you are. One other thing the Bible says there. It says, it says, you know, say, you know, open their eyes. <laughs> Many are reading, they don't understand. But one of the very first things he did after his resurrection was that when he came in in the midst of them, he told them, peace be unto you. Stood in their midst and he said to them, peace to you, 21. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has said, Pastor, I don't know my purpose. You don't know your purpose. It is Jesus' purpose. Eh? Can't you read that? The way God sent him to earth is the same way he sent you to earth. So why don't you begin from there? You are looking for purpose. Go and tell people about your salvation. And let's see whether things will not flow out from there. John 14. He that believes in me, the works I do, he will do. And greater works than these he gave them purpose. The first thing. People come, I don't know my purpose. I say, you be in his presence for one, two, three days and tell me you don't know his purpose. Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Tell your neighbor. Did you hear? You are sent. He opened their eyes. He said, as you sent me, I sent you. Then the next thing, he opened their eyes. If you don't hang up with him, how can you see? First day, resurrection. And this is what I define the rest because everything is forever. And when I said this, he breathed on them. 
When God calls you, he equips you. You've seen purpose, you've seen peace, you've seen open up eyes, empowerment. Now the same person now will now say, in Jesus' name, boom! Receive the Holy Spirit. Next line. Next one, 23. If you forgive the sin of any, first day, those who were afraid, authority was given to them. I think I should stop there. So what did he come to do? To impart or to infuse us with resurrection power and to impart us with a resurrection lifestyle. So the same people who were cowardly yesterday uh, were the same people who stood up and said, the same Jesus and 3,000 souls. I say to somebody here today, you are not going the way you came. The way we say happy Easter in the kingdom is this, receive power in the name of Jesus. Receive peace in the name of Jesus. Receive our understanding in the name of Jesus. Aha, there's one more. There's one more. There's one more. Yeah, anything you need for your assignment. Say it now. Say it now. Believe in me, say it now. Oh, you need to be married. I say, say it now. You need children to come. Say it now. You need finances. You need some, 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 some confirmation. Say it now. You need deliverance from habits. Say it now. You need healing in your body. Say it now. You need direction. Say it now. Whatever you need for your assignment in life, receive it now. Because this will reflect even in your children's children. Because it's alive and it is forevermore. 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 Father, we give you praise. So I declare in the name of Jesus, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you. And as deep calls to deep, I call to that spirit to rise up in you in the name of Jesus. Giving life to your entire system. Flowing out of you. Touching other people's lives. Bringing glory to God. I say signs and wonders will follow you. In the name of Jesus. Your life, your husband's life, your children's lives, your wife's life will glorify God. Your health will glorify God. Your finances will glorify God. In your relationships, you will glorify God. In the name of Jesus, it is well with you. Go forth and prosper. I say prosper. I say prosper. Emotionally prosper. Financially prosper. Materially prosper. I say in the ministry, prosper. Glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ, prosper. It is well with you. In Jesus' name we pray. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tywood Dikoya, 
please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.